I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. First of all, you're on my podcast, so like you're going to listen to me <laughs> talk. All right, that's part, of the, that's part of the deal. My name's in the title. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to episode 154 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. This is our now streaming episode. We talk about stuff we've been watching, but stay tuned because the next episode is a video episode where we talk about the best Disney Channel original movies. Uh, That'll be coming up next. Right now, we're talking about stuff that we've been watching, also stuff that is prevalent in the world of Hollywood. Uh, And guys, now I'm going to list for you verbatim every single person who won a Golden Globe. I'll begin (laughs) with... Never mind. With that tech, sounds dumb and boring. The technical awards. Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, the ones everyone really tunes in for. Who yeah. who won uh, best boom mic in a comedy or drama <laughs> miniseries? No, comedy or musical. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The comedy musical is the split. Yeah. Um, no, I, I we talked about doing like a review of who won the Golden Globes, but we're already going to do a not the Oscars you deserve episode in a couple months. So figured let's just let the Golden Globes go by. Um, Without much thought, uh, guys, did y'all see that Justin Roiland uh, is in some hot water? No. Justin Roiland, creator of Rick and Morty. Yeah. That makes sense, but why? What, it what does, right? Yeah. I, we knew if it would I happen eventually, you, but... Sure. If I told you that like DMs and text messages to minors were recently oh, revealed, no. would, that, would that bum you out? It would. Sure bums no, me out. No, no, yeah. no, no. You hate it for everybody involved. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we're ever seeing Rick and Morty again, which is tough. Um, one of our uh, listeners, Dale, reached out to us on Twitter. I will read this verbatim now. Glad you linked the podcast to YouTube. I will insert here on my own that, Dale, you can also watch this on Spotify. He says, now the whole world will know that, quote, handsome Drew, unquote, is just a moniker. If it were, quote, elfin Drew, end quote, it would be more honest. And um, Crawford, I, number one, don't think you look like an elf. And number two, I'm not sure that elfin is the correct term there. So I have lots of questions. I just don't even understand it. I mean. (laughs) If I could, do you think that he's going Tolkien or Keebler here? Because... <laughs> yeah, those are two different things. It's got to be definitely uh, two high things. elf because I mean I'm uh, like a foot taller than him, so <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Elves. Um, and then uh, Rotten Tomatoes rated Miss Marvel as the best reviewed superhero TV series of 2022 in their Golden Tomato Awards. That's the only one I really wanted to pick on specifically hmm. superhero. TV show? Yeah, specifically superhero. Superhero TV show of 2022. So it, it beat out She Hulk. Okay. And uh, I'm sure something else. Well, uh, okay. Upon a quick Google search, other things that could have been chosen, we have The Boys Season 3. Oh. Oh, oh that was oh, so right. much better. Wait. Harley Quinn Season 3. That was also so much better. Peacemaker. Oh my god! Also, so much better. And wow. also, the Sandman, which I didn't watch, and I didn't think was a superhero movie. So that it's one's not, pretty close. But it's, it's made by DC, you know. Okay. Um, as a graphic novel, so I guess it, it counted that way. But um, no, 
I, I mean, I could, <laughs> I could see them. No, no, the boys is better. I could see them maybe trying to not count Harley Quinn because it's an animated show, and maybe yeah. that was a separate category, like the best animated show under thirty minutes with at least ten <laughs> episodes on a streaming service about superheroes, also starring a female lead. That was probably the category <laughs> uh, that that won an award for. So in a landslide. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Surprisingly, yeah, six um, other competitors this year. Really, really strong field. Yeah, and so I think Rotten Tomatoes does the Golden Tomato just based on whatever the viewer score was, or maybe it's maybe it's the critics, maybe it's not the audience. I don't know. I thought that was interesting, and I'm glad that you brought up the boys because I forgot about the boys season three. Yeah, truly incredible, truly a masterful piece of work. Um, and then the last thing for that I wanted to mention, I do want to mention one thing about the Golden Globes. And I think this also, the Oscars followed suit with this, but Jamie Lee Curtis uh, was nominated for Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture for her role in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I don't think I realized that beforehand. Um, I'm pretty sure she was nominated for the Oscar as well. Actually, that hasn't come out yet, Uh, but she's getting a lot of buzz for that. And I'm going to mispronounce Stephanie's last name here, but Stephanie who? I think is how you say her last name, HSU. I someone help me with that one. Who played Joy in Everything Ever All at uh, Once? Yeah. Is definitely the supporting actor in that film. Like definitely more than Jamie Lee Curtis. And that makes me upset that what? she got snubbed. What did uh, a short round? Is he not the side supporting actor or is he a main actor? He won supporting actor male supporting okay, actor. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. I get you. Okay. Yeah. But uh, this Jamie Lee Curtis over over Joy's character, Stephanie. Um, that bothered me actually, because I thought that she was great uh, in that show specific or in that movie specifically. So I'm gonna keep my eyes open for the Oscars when those nominations drop here in the next couple weeks to see if they write that injustice. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, guys, this week I was on a weird uh, tear of watching like crime stuff. Um, specifically stuff that involves, like, prison. And I've come to realize a few things about myself. One, I don't think I'd fare well in prison. Um, I think we all probably knew that on the front end. But I definitely don't want to go to prison. Um, I'd say after the watching, three of us, you have the best chances. That's You're making a horrible bosses joke, and I, and I don't... Oh, or is it just because I'm stronger than you? Yeah, well, we I have don't... Elfin Pretty Boy over here. <laughs> yeah, I win the last ten minutes. <laughs> Um, but I watched, I I told you guys I was watching Blackbird last week. I finished it this week. That is a really great show. Uh, because Taron Edgerton does an awesome job. Greg Kinnear is great. The guy whose name I couldn't remember is Paul Walter Walter Hauser. Probably didn't say that right. He is so good in this show. He won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Drama uh, Series. He is so good. Um, wow. can, cannot recommend watching this enough just for him. Now it is creepy and it makes you not ever want to go to prison. Um, so just keep those things in mind, but he does such a great job. There's a pretty good plot. Taron Edgerton pretty much carries every scene that Paul is not in. Um, there's a lot of the plot that is unnecessary, I think, but what a fun time. Um, second one was Kaleidoscope. I finished the Netflix series where they're all t- all the episodes are based after a color, and they're all different points in time 
leading up to a heist and then the aftermath of a heist. It was a really cool concept. It was a very confusing performance by a lot of people. This is the first time that Giancarlo Esposito, I believe I said Gus Fring's name correctly, hasn't convinced me in a role. But to be fair, he was also playing the same character across like a 40-year span of time. And when he showed up like he was supposed to be 20, he does not look 20 or <laughs> walk 20. And his wig does not look like a 20-year-old. Um, so he definitely played the older version much better. It was weird. I think it is a, I think it's good enough to watch simply to see the different types, the, a new way of telling a story, basically. Because right. depending on what, what episode you start on, uh, you could view this as a heist story, a revenge story, a father-daughter story. There's, it, it just, wherever you jump in, it kind of molds the way that you're, you, you see the rest of it, which is pretty cool. I think if I had seen the, 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 tw- the uh, six months after the heist episode first, I think I would have had a very different viewing experience than yeah. I jumped in on the six weeks before the heist episode. And that was really cool because I had kind of no idea what was going on and you kind of pick it up as you go. Um, but that was really fun. Uh, I don't know if it's for everybody. I got a question for you, Kyle. You What's said that, last episode that it picked the color for you. Do you have the option to choose? You you can then pause it and then go to the menu and then pick. Oh, okay. Um, in all of the algorithms, the episode called the white episode is the last one because that is the heist. Gotcha. The order I watched was wild. I had no <laughs> clue what was going on for the first four. Were you in the darkest timeline? And then I started piecing it together. It was the darkest timeline of Kaleidoscope. And then finally, I watched The Pale Blue Eyes, also on Netflix. Oh, uh, interesting. Christian Bale, uh, Toby Jones, P- the guy who plays Peter Pettigrew in Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't know his name. Um, oh, what's that guy's name? Oh, the other guy from Harry Potter, who's the cousin. Not Dobby. Oh, Dudley? Dudley. Yeah, he's the worst. Um, Crawford, <laughs> you're the smartest of the three of us, and I sure that hurts me to say, but I, I believe that. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, mm-hmm. born in Massachusetts, lived most of his life in Boston, right? Man, I don't know. Sure. Well, on this TV show, he's played by the guy who played Dudley with a very strong South Carolina accent, like... Like, straight from the farm of South Carolina. Like, Colonel Sanders-esque. I know that's Kentucky. Um, like, very, very strong. And I was just like, I'm pretty sure you're from the Northeast. I could be wrong. Um, and then they hired a bunch of British actors to play American uh, characters. And normally that's n- not a big deal. It's just very apparent that all that none of these people were actually American, by the way they said certain words. And that threw me off. Uh, guys, save your time. It's very overdramatic. It's not very good. Story is not compelling enough. Christian Bale is Christian Bale, but the rest of it's not good. Oh, so uh, that's a bummer. save your time on the Pale Blue Eyes. Yeah, I was kind of looking forward to it. It looked like a huge cast that I was pretty interested in, several of which I was like, oh, I like them. And a lot of people, I was like, oh, that guy. Um, and Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, yeah. I was excited to see uh, a mystery and see... Um, Christian Bale do his best Sherlock Holmes type investigating, I guess. Uh, I'm not going to lie, Kyle. Despite your best efforts, you describing the Louisianan Edgar Allan Poe boy really makes me want to watch <laughs> The Pale Blue Eye 
more than anything else. <laughs> really makes me want to order Popeyes the, the <laughs> right now. Oh boy, is the funniest thing. That's gonna it come is, out uh, of that. It uh, it's not good. It's not a good movie. Hmm. So if okay. you guys want to watch it, tell me I'm wrong. Go right ahead. I'm just trying to save you guys two hours. Um, but that's all I've been watching. Drew, with you, what have you been watching, man? Yes. So I've st- started a series for myself. That was it. That was Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. <laughs> yes. I do declare that I have watched some <laughs> movies this week. Um, <laughs> I I've started a series for myself called Can You Really Run a Podcast a movie podcast if you haven't seen these. Um, this one came to Netflix this week and or probably earlier than this, but I noticed it this week, and that's Jerry Maguire starring Tom yeah. Cruise, directed by Cameron Crowe. I had not seen it before. Um, but you know, I it's one of those movies I knew all of the famous lines. I feel like I have seen the movie because it's referenced so much yeah. everywhere, but I never actually sat down to watch it. And I did. And it wasn't what I was expecting. I expected it to be either more of a sports movie, like Agent Sports Movie, or more of a love story. And it's like 50-50 split, both. It's yeah. like Cameron Crowe's like, I want to make a movie for women, but they don't go buy tickets. So I'm also going to have to throw a lot of sports in here. A lot of Tom Cruise. Lots of Tom Cruise. And he does a great job. Yeah. Overall, did you like it? Uh, I didn't hate it. I understood why it was popular. I think it kind of passed me by. I don't know how much of that was all of the magic was spent in like commercials and references to it throughout the 28 years yeah. I've been alive. Um, Do you think it would it hold was... up for somebody today that hadn't seen it before, didn't really know what it was, had maybe heard the line, show me the money, but like doesn't know like what's going on, and they were just like, oh, Jerry Maguire, this, uh, this old movie my mom used to love (laughs) like i think is it gonna hold up for them are they gonna have a really good experience i think there's a lot there that the movie deals with it just feels so much like a 90s movie i it's hard to really resonate with it but anyways that's that's gonna fulfill that uh realm of movies i haven't seen that i need to if i'm gonna run a movie podcast the other realm i have to watch also is the movies that made my wife uh the cinematic woman that she is and that included material girls this week which was uh oh, no. a movie that we watched with hillary duff and Haley duff so <laughs> oh they're sisters Did yeah you? they are do you it looked like they had fun do making that it? movie and it was kind of fun to watch it with my wife and and her to just be like oh the mims uh which i think is going to be both all three of us in our next episode with the disney channel sure. oh, big time yeah um the last movie i'm going to talk about is the final movie I got to watch, which is the only one that's kind of relevant to now streaming, which is Weird, the Al Yankovic story on the Roku channel. I finally got to see it. Did you love it? I did. I really did. Yes, right? <laughs> it's so good. It was it's not so what good. I was expecting, but I was happy that it wasn't. A, right. a biopic about a parody singer really makes sense for it to be a parody of the biopic genre, yes. which I feel like is exactly what they went for. It came out as a very walk hard, Dewey Cox story. Dewey Cro or uh, what's his name in that? Dewey Cox. Dewey Cox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very similar to that in a lot of points. And can we talk about how buff Harry Potter is now? Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe could be a middle linebacker for a small. He's he's like five three, so I don't know if he could play middle linebacker, cornerback. He could definitely beat up some kids on the playground. There you for go. Sure, we'll go with. <laughs> <laughs> Dudley wouldn't stand He'll a chance He'll be the first now. one to the monkey bars, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anywho, I loved it. It was so fun. Zany, wacky, 
totally out there. All I for love it. Uh, him being asked about it later on, and they're like, "There's a lot of like relationship between you and Madonna in this. Like, uh, what what's like your personal life with Madonna like?" And he's like, "I don't know. I think I met her one time, and she maybe <laughs> talked to me for like five seconds and didn't know my name." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It was very interesting the choices that like I think. Did did weird did Al Yankovic direct that or did he just write it? Because I know he was really involved in the creation. He helped of write it. it. He had a lot of creative uh, input yeah. on on it. Well, anywho, it was really fun to watch. I don't think you need to go out and buy a Roku TV to watch it. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's that good, um, but I haven't seen anywhere else you could watch that. Like I was looking up, I was trying to look up like profit data for it like it was cost this much to make and it made this much money and there's nothing because you can only get it on the roku channel for free yep they it was shot by the roku channel they, yeah they funded the whole thing yeah. <laughs> what a weird thing what a weird one. yeah like this is where we're gonna make our stake this is yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna be how we put our name on the map so what netflix and apple and hulu we're doing you want to <laughs> paramount plus you know what's the face of Roku? Weird Al Yankovic. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That movie. Why would you yeah, make yeah, that yeah. movie? Or... Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, that adds up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like not like we're going to shell out for the next James Bond. or yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, know, the big Harry Potter name. playing Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one guy you heard a song about 20 years ago. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think he they also... sold it to somebody by saying, we're going to get Harry Potter. And they're like, oh, <laughs> yes. And it's like, sorry. Apparently he really wanted Adam Driver to play him <laughs> in the movie. And Adam Driver said no. <laughs> I will not. Which makes us so much better. <laughs> uh, well, anywho, yeah, that, that's my, been my now streaming. I had a ton of fun with it. Uh, I would be excited if if uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story, got an Oscar. Um, I don't, I think technically it can't because it wasn't it in theaters. It can't because it play in a theater. So he was, Weird Al tried to get it to play in a theater just for like a couple days because there's like a certain amount of time it has to be in a theater just to get into Oscar nom because he wanted the song to be up for best yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Which it probably would win. I don't know who with <laughs> Brianna's probably going to win, but that wouldn't give it a run for its money. And so apparently he begged Roku. He's like, if you just put it in a theater and play it for like a 24-hour loop, like yeah. we'll make it in two days. And they said, <laughs> no, you have to buy Roku to watch this movie. Damn, <laughs> that's savage. Yeah. Wow. The drawbacks. Well, <laughs> yeah, the, you know, the... The oh, there's a there's a phrase that it's definitely not going to come to my head. So while I think about that, Crawford, is there anything that is there anything that you've watched this week? Yeah, I watched a couple things. Um, I finally it's been out for a while, but I finally watched uh, Running Chang's stand up on Netflix, and it was really really funny. Uh, I know he was just cool. in uh, Megan or me me Thregan or whatever. Yeah, uh, and so I was interested and in, i was like i want to see his stand-up i know he does a bunch of stuff on the daily show and all sorts of whatever but uh it was really funny uh i was upset Good. with myself that i hadn't watched it previously uh so i would recommend that uh, on netflix for everybody also he does a shout out to one of my favorite comedians james a james a caster uh, nice. apparently they're friends so that that made me happy um i also have been watching kaleidoscope i'm three episodes in which oh, doesn't okay, cool. mean a whole lot because when someone says that, <laughs> sure it's like, I don't know which three you've watched. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've seen uh, the orange episode, the green episode, and the blue episode. What the time? What's the time frame on those things? I have not seen any post heist, so I'm cool. interested to see what happens. And I, I know that there's a big time gap in here, and you alluded to it as well. So I'm interested to see 
what happens with all these characters. I really do like uh, Jai Courtney. Uh, yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's uh, he does a really good job of playing what I imagine criminals to be like more often. Not like the sure. smooth, suave, you know, Brad Pitts and George Clooney's of Ocean's Eleven that are just like always have the witty comeback and are always under control. And he's just like, I do this one thing. And also I kind of freak out every now and then. And you're going to like, I live a life of crime on the edge all the time. So like, you're going to have to get used to that. Um, I also did laugh really hard at the, like all the tropes. They, they really lean into like, we're doing everything you've ever wanted out of a heist. Right. We're doing assembling the crew. And walking through everybody's specialties and then you know, going through the plan and like here's all the little items and like all the steps that have to be done. And like while they're talking about them, they're, they're the bad guy is going through all of the steps at the same time. And, you know, so it made me think of the Rick and Morty episode where the, yes. all the, the heist planning over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to see how that ends. I think that the concept is pretty cool. Um, I don't think it's something that everybody should start doing, but it's a cool concept for a one-off type thing. Um, yeah. Interesting viewing experience. Especially if you're going to be a binger, right? Uh, yeah, it's better if you watch like four or five at a time. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes down smoother. The other thing I've been watching, and, and Drew Allen, you might be watching this as well, but The Bad Batch. Uh, I think episode four drops tonight or today already, so I'll watch that right after we get off of this. Um I love The Bad Batch. I know I talk about it every time it comes out, but it's it's really fun. I'm a Star Wars geek, so I love that. It also is just exploring some new storylines that you don't really ever get to hear about, and it's also very reminiscent of like growing up Saturday morning cartoons. Um, it very much feels like cartoons for adults, but not in the way that like adult animation is, like Family yeah, Guy yeah. or you know The Simpsons or Archer archer or rick and morty or whatever this is truly just like a really well done saturday morning cartoon that also i think has a predominantly adult audience because we're the ones that love star wars so so much and even if you got started in the clone wars you're still getting on up there in years (laughs) yeah yeah because that's pretty old too now these days the clone wars Uh, really uh shifted hard from like season three to season four they're like, yeah, oh, we've yeah. identified our audience, and they don't buy <laughs> action figures, uh, but they are watching this show. That that did remind me. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't think about the TV shows. Um, have y'all started watching The Last of Us? Yes. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. It's so good. Oh my god, it's so good. Is it coming out episodically, like once a week? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Sundays. Only one episode's out, so you can catch up real quick, and it is so darn good. I mean, I I don't want to commit to us on air right now, but we needed to probably do a podcast reviewing those. Like, episode. it might be worth them. The first an one's an hour and a half. I don't know if they're all going to be that, but we could do like an episode every time. Yeah, no, it's really good. And I didn't play the... I watched my wife play the game. But I've seen a lot of people do like the... Uh, put the video game on top of the uh, TV show, scene uh-huh. for scene. And a lot of those are angle for angle, word for word. One to one. Cut for cut. Yeah. The exact same out of the game. Which is really cool if if you were really big into the game. I bet you really appreciate that more than right. me who did not play the game. But I can appreciate that 
someone said, hey, this would be a good movie. Let's give the people what they want. Let's make it a lot like the game. Whereas I feel like a bunch of Uncharted people, Uncharted video game fans are like, what? Why is Mark Wahlberg here? You know, <laughs> but they, they did do the falling out of the plane shot. They did that one, Kyle. So they basically, the one, they yeah. gave us the same game. I kind of feel like the last was probably was like, hey, in this first episode, we're gonna do a lot shot for shot, and then I bet they veer off after that. But it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I am excited to see Lady Mormont uh, do more things. Also, I know that Hollywood is all about like. These people are not the age you think they are. Um, I know several guys, like we've had Matt Singletary on the show before. He talked about how he, you know, was playing a high schooler when he was like 27 years old and was having to go home and like shave every day at noon uh, for like (laughs) afternoon (laughs) shoots and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Lady Mormont is uh, 20 years old. Wow. No. Yeah. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. She looks like she's 12. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. I was that. That's I where just, I was like, I'm sorry, I I know nothing, yeah, I know nothing. Yeah. I'm Jon Snow. Jon Snow. There <laughs> it is. Hey, uh, is there a Crawford's Corner this week? Nope. Well, I wanted to bring you guys to a new segment called Kyle's Conundrum, and here we go. On Kyle's Conundrum this week, I wanted to post something or pose something to you guys. I made some comments on the Twitter sphere about how Banshees of Inisherin won a bunch of Golden Globes for what I thought to be a fairly mediocre movie. That was really pretty um, with some good acting moments. And I got a ton of hate for that. Like the most interaction we've ever had on social media was people talking about <laughs> an idiot. And it was really interesting to see how like certain types of movies inspire certain types of people. And people will defend it so like so ardently. Yeah. Whereas I was like, man, I mean, I'll take it or leave it. Like I won't watch it again, but I, I wouldn't take back the experience of watching it. And then someone was like, how can you think that something like another movie was better? And I was like, well, I wasn't entertained at all. Mm -hmm. I wasn't inspired at all. I wasn't enlightened at all. Which made me think of, I'm going to call this the three ends of a good movie. A good movie must contain one of the following. It needs to entertain, enlighten, or inspire. If you've got a movie that does one of those three things, good movie. If you've got a movie that has two of those things, maybe a great movie. If you've got a movie that does none of those three things, you should not win an award for it ever unless it's a Razzie or make me feel bad for not liking it. But I want to ask you guys, is there another thing you'd put into there of like what just makes a good movie? What makes a movie that you want to watch? Those are the three that I came up with. Uh, I think that it is possible to appreciate... um elements of movies and give awards for elements of movies that maybe weren't even the most entertaining or inspiring or enlightening. Like, I think you can look at something and say that cinematography was great. Yes, sure. And, and you don't have to go, wow, I'm, I feel so much more enlightened because I saw the, the big wide shots of Sicario that, you know, were, were made or whatever. Now that movie was entertaining for other reasons, but um, I think it's possible to take snippets out of movies and still get, recognize greatness in that without being one of those three. But for the most part, I would say that's a pretty fair assessment. If if you walk away from a movie experience just going, well, that was some time that I spent, uh, I don't think it's a great movie. But Drew, you have some thoughts? 
Yeah, no, if if we're going through that criteria, there I I do feel slightly enlightened by Banshees of Anishirin. I really have not been able to stop thinking about it since I watched to it. To be clear, I wasn't trying to ba- bash on the Banshees of right. Anishirin. Right, right, right. I was just thinking, like, in general. Someone said, like, why don't you like this movie? And I was like, I didn't entertain it. And mm-hmm. I thought about it. I was like, well, entertainment's not all. Like, not every movie yeah. can be Bullet Train, you know? Like, <laughs> you need some other ones. Not every movie can be Armageddon, although, God, wish we could. No, we only needed um, the one. We didn't even need Deep, deep Impact. We just only needed Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> So that's just, you guys ponder that. Take a week or so, think about it. If I'm way off base, if there's like 10 more. But, uh, you know, you, think you get some movies that, man, it's like taking your medicine, but you walk away from it and you feel like either inspired to live differently or think differently. or And you walk away from some movies and you learn something that you never learned how to look at something from a different perspective. And some movies are just Armageddon. And that's good too, you know? Uh, so, yeah, think about it, pray about it, meditate on it, get back to me. Uh, maybe we'll go to Kyle's Conundrum next week. And the movies that contain all three, we call the Disney Channel original movies. Wow, what a segue. And we will be drafting those individually, and you can choose your favorite roster next on Not the Podcast User. That was really well done. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Look at us go.